This is Two Naked Hypnotherapists podcast by Heather and Connie. Do you want to achieve optimal health, ultimate success, perfect relationships, true spiritual awakening, and ever flowing abundance in your life? Are you ready for the naked truth? Then you've come to the right place. This podcast will give you free mind hacking and healing tools no other hypnotherapist will tell you. We are passionate about helping people transform their lives, and that's why we created this podcast. This is episode three of the Two Naked Hypnotherapist podcast, and today we will go deeper into how your stress, anxiety, and depression are closely related to your past traumas. It's important for you to understand this connection because it will essentially help you become more aware of your triggers, which in turn gives you an opportunity to respond faster or even avoid the triggers altogether so you don't get to the point where your body enters into a stress or anxiety response. Stay with us if you want to hear more. Two Naked Hypnotherapist podcast is not meant to be replaced with medical treatments or to diagnose medical conditions. The information we share on this podcast is based on our personal views and should not be used to treat or replace your medical or clinical treatments. If you are experiencing any physical mental conditions, please consult your physician first. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Whenever and wherever you are tuning in to episode three, I'm Heather. I'm so delighted that you are joining us today. Hi, everyone. We are back again and so glad you're here. I'm Connie, and I quickly wanted to recap what we talked about last week for anyone who did not get a chance to listen to our last episode. We previously discussed how stress and anxiety show up in your body and especially how the stress response is triggered, which usually happens with just one thought. And there is this chain reaction that gets activated, which involves your body's chemical responses to that thought, followed by the corresponding emotions like fear, anger, anxiety, and so on. And this is usually a continuous loop of thoughts, chemicals, and emotions until that perceived threat is removed. So if you didn't tune in last week, we encourage you to have a listen to our conversation. But speaking of threats, we also gave you a little exercise to do last week, and we hope it was helpful for you to recognize that most so-called threats are more imaginary than real. So Connie, what did you find out from the stress factor exercise from last week? Yeah, so I did the exercise, and one imaginary threat that particularly stood out for me was when I had to record a live video for a group event last weekend, Uh oh, which, which always gets me rattled. 
Um, you may remember when uh, what I described last week about my experience at the workshop. Yes, few, I remember. A few years ago, when I had to introduce myself in front of a large group and feeling all those mm -hmm. symptoms of anxiety and panic even. Mm -hmm. Well, this video recording was not much different, actually, even though I was in the comfort of my own home. And that is to show that it doesn't really matter how safe you physically are, right? As far as your location or surroundings mm -hmm. are concerned. The only thing your, our mind cares about is survival. And it's really quite simple. I've already explored many incidents from my past that definitely played a huge role in causing this kind of reaction whenever I have to present something in front of an audience. And Heather, you might agree that those are layers and layers that need to be worked through because it's not only about the trauma causing this mental block for public speaking in this example, but it's also the trauma that leaves this energetic imprint in your emotional and energetic body which really needs to be released in order to be free from those triggers, right? Absolutely. So, so what came up for you, Heather, for this, this exercise? So I know this sounds a little bit unreal, but I actually live my life almost stress-free. So That's I nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I don't have the list of threats or dangers in my life because it's the way I process my emotions. And that's exactly what we will be discussing today. So in this episode, we will dive in one layer deeper to discuss the relationship between stress factors and unresolved past traumas. Connie and I clearly see the evidence of the relationship between the stress triggers and the past traumas through our work as hypnotherapists. And mm -hmm. we strongly believe that when you understand the relationship, you can reduce or even eliminate both traumas and the stress triggers from your life. Right, absolutely. So Heather, what are traumas anyway? Can you explain for our audience? Some of you may say you don't have traumas because you don't have the visible signs or physical wounds or mental illness, but that's not what traumas are. Traumas are the highly charged emotional imprint that you experience in the past, such as fear or pain. The particular emotion was so significant, therefore it was stored in your body and mind. The significant emotion could be experienced through what other people did or said, or what they didn't do, what you heard, what you saw, what you felt. And not only you had this particular emotional experience, but you attached the meaning of the emotional experience afterwards. For example, when I was nine, my mother was helping me to do my math homework. She was an accountant, so she was excellent with the numbers. When I repeated the same mistakes on the particular math question, my mother commented, I can't believe you are my child. You don't have the mathematical brain like I do. Hmm. That comment was so shocking and hurtful to mm -hmm. me. I can imagine. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I kept that negative charged emotion for a long, long time, 
Plus, I added the meaning to the emotional experience that I was bad with the numbers and、mm-hmm. I was not good enough for my mother. That's a good point, yeah. And for the next 20 years, I believed, absolutely believed, I was terrible with math and the highly charged emotional imprint with the meaning attached. That's called traumas.、Mm-hmm. Do you have any stories that you can share, perhaps?、Hmm, good question. I guess going back to my public speaking example I mentioned earlier, I could share a story. I remember from elementary school where I had to present a history project in、mm. front of the class,、mm-hmm. and it didn't really go so well. I think I mixed up some historic events and dates <laughs> and, <laughs> and got totally <laughs> off track. You made up the new story? <laughs> I made up history.、Um, so, of course, the grade I received wasn't good, first of all. And just imagine the level of embarrassment and shame that happens in that moment. Oh my goodness. Right? So at that point, I formed this belief in my mind that I just was not good at speaking in front of people. I see. And, I and see. there might have been,、uh, there might have been you know, earlier experiences, but this is the one that came up for me right now.、Mm-hmm. And this imprint, amongst others, essentially became my trigger for future experiences. And as you can guess, I was. Of course, scared to do this again and fail again. So, I'd rather not do it because it was just safer that way.、Right. So, you can see how this can take on a life of its own, right? Yes, yes. So, when you don't process traumas correctly, they become emotional or physical blocks in your life, as you can see in your experience.、Mm-hmm. And、yep. in my experience,、yep. I can see. So, in other words, when you have unresolved traumas, Those would become as abundance blocker, success blocker, relationship blocker, health blocker, or public speaking blocker. <laughs> <Okay> . However, we don't usually see or understand what unresolved emotions are and how it's affecting our lives. By the way, according to Epigenetic research traumas can be passed on from one generation to the next generation if the blockage are not successfully dealt with or transformed in one lifetime. That sounds awful, doesn't it? Wow, yes, that does sound kind of awful because that means that any trauma we have accumulated in our life and which we have not yet resolved will. Essentially, be passed on to our kids, and then they have to energetically deal with that, right?、Mm-hmm. So, then it's better to do the work now so your kids don't have to do it for you. Absolutely.、Yeah. And I actually have a great example to explain this more. So, imagine two people that experience the same traumatic event. For instance, a really painful breakup. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, Have experienced this at some point in your lives. I can relate、right. to that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Now, of course, everyone's experience is different, even though the actual event is the same, which is the ending of a romantic relationship. Both people will more or less go through the different stages of you know, loss, grief, maybe anger, eventually acceptance, and hopefully forgiveness at <laughs> some point. <laughs> yes. 
But the way each one of them releases the trauma from this event is different. Let's say one person has an abandonment wound from childhood because maybe one caretaker left the family when they were a young child mm -hmm. and they never dealt with it, mainly because as young kids, we don't know how to deal with this unless we have, we, we're being helped and properly guided. So because of this breakup, this trauma is now reactivated and magnified again in an effort to finally be healed. So it's actually a beautiful opportunity if you look at it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. However, the person will most likely have to go through more emotional pain than let's say a person who either did not experience such a traumatic event in childhood or someone who has experienced that but had the proper help to move through it and not leave this deep imprint that we talked about. What do you think about this, Heather? Mm -hmm. To elaborate what you just said, in your everyday life, you might get triggered by your boss, spouse, family members or friends, but it's actually not about them. It's most likely the underlining traumas that you haven't processed and they are the one triggering you to reactivate that past traumas and present it by other people or certain situation in the current life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I'd like to add that, yes, that stress management skills are important and helpful, but that's only the surface level, like the tip of the iceberg. And the trauma is the large part of the iceberg under the water. And as long as you don't process the traumas, they will resurface by stress triggers caused by different people or situation over and over again. So the shortcut to eliminate your stress triggers is to deal with a deeper work, to process and transform traumas and be free from the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. Right? We all want to be free from the past for sure. And I agree, this requires much deeper work. And we will talk more about the solutions next week. But what could people do today, for example, to reduce an already triggered stress state? Uh, that's a great question. I would recommend deep breathing. I know, Connie, you, you do uh, deep breathing mm -hmm. exercises as helpful, well. helpful, yeah. Very helpful. And I, I do too. So why deep breathing? When you are stressed, your breathing becomes shallower and it moves upwards, like you start to breathe from your upper chest or even higher from your throat. Some people don't even breathe enough when you are stressed out. Mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> you can relate. I forget breathing, really. You forget to breathe? Like, honestly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So when your breathing becomes shallower, what happens is that your body detects the amount of the oxygen comes into your body per breath and signals that information back to your central nervous system by saying you, Connie, is in danger or experiencing a threat mm -hmm. because the way you breathe, it's not enough oxygen and it's moving upwards. Then the nervous system, which is a 
sympathetic nervous system starts releasing stress hormones and the chemicals such as adrenaline, cortisol, to prepare your body for a run because you have to run when you're stressed out. You might be in danger. So the simplest way to let your brain know that you are not in danger is by deep diaphragmatic breathing. When your breathing becomes deeper and slower, it sends a signal to your brain that you are safe so the parasympathetic nervous system can release the feel-good chemicals such as dopamine, endorphin, serotonin, oxytocin. It is quite amazing to know that our bodies have this amazing autonomic response to deeper breathing, just a simple deep breathing to reduce stress almost immediately. Wow, that's a great point you're making and very important for for people to know and learn more about it on how to properly do this, mm-hmm. right? Because it's very it's, it's really very helpful. So next week on February 24th, we will be giving you um, a few solutions and we have our Q&A day as well. So please don't forget to send us your questions on this topic, either via voice message on the Anchor app or via email at number two nhpodcast at protonmail.com. We're already looking forward to answering all your requests and more importantly, share these powerful tools with you that have helped us overcome stress and anxiety triggers much, much better and faster so you will be able to reap the same benefits. So have a great rest of your week and see you again next Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Take care. See you next week.